Coming up on this episode of an older gay guy show. And then unfortunately, by the time that we've got all our shit together, we'll die. <laughs> My friends, today's show is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Now, I say that because for a good 20 years out of my 62 years on this planet, I really beat myself mercilessly about embarrassing mistakes that I've made during my lifetime. I did a YouTube video about the subject called Stop the Negative Movie Loop in Your Brain where I talked about how I relived those mistakes in my life over and over again. This is a common occurrence that many of us can relate to. We could do 99 things perfectly that everyone loves and gives positive feedback on. But if there's just one negative comment, maybe one that you take personally, that one is the one you will focus on and never forget. It's human nature, but I think it is something we can work on, learn from, get better at. It is far more than just positive thinking, although I think positive thinking is often too easily dismissed as simplistic, new age garbage. Positive thinking is ultimately what we should all do, but it's something that has to be learned and practiced. And I feel this look at mistakes in a different light is a good first step. I will be giving an important message at the halfway point in the show today. Please make sure you hear that. Thank you. The title of this episode is Mistakes Are Not Mistakes. I am Joey Hernandez. Thank you for joining me today. Ah, uh, yes, spring arrives next month. So why not celebrate blossoming nature with the Mr. Pecker Manhood Cloning Kit? Because gosh, gee, what says spring more than a cloned dick? Flowering trees, their buds opening to meet the warm sunshine. The perennials poking their heads out of the soil, ready to grow strong and tall. And your dick, its head poking out of your underwear, ready to grow strong and tall. Why not immortalize your hog in a statuesque monument suitable to replace that garden gnome you've grown tired of. Imagine a beautiful summer's stroll along your garden paths where your house guest will meet an exact replica of your cock. Art, so personal, yet so public. Or, I suppose, you could keep it in your bedroom where most people do. Your call. I guess. 
Either way, AdamMail.com is pleased to offer listeners of this show a special deal. You can get almost any one item at 50% off, and that includes free shipping. Go to AdamMail.com and check out their amazing inventory, guaranteed to impress even the most discerning sex gods. Use the code AOGGS, which stands for An Older Gay Guy Show, AOGGS at checkout for your savings. AdamMail.com has got you and your wiener covered. Okay, my friends, let's talk about mistakes. When I think back to my younger years, especially when I was in my 20s, I cringe. In some respects, I think I'm ashamed. But I think maybe I've gotten over at least some of that shame finally. You see, my parents died when I was a teenager. I've mentioned that many times. My father had died when I was 12, and then a few years later, my mother died. Right after her death, I became engaged very quickly. I know now that I was desperately searching for some kind of anchor in my life. I was so afraid of being alone. I was so afraid of everything that the future held. I was so afraid of even trying to do things on my own. I did not know how to cook. I did not know how to do laundry. I did not know how to clean my home. What do you mean you have to clean the toilet? What? (laughs) Life was really hard back then, and starting at a young age after my father had died, I began to drink alcohol with my mother. It seemed to make things better in some ways, I guess. We would sit at night and have cocktails and talk and cry and laugh and talk more. They were intense periods of my life. The truth of the matter was that I was only 14 or 15 years old and I was talking to my mother, who had by then developed cancer, about very adult things. I guess I can now admit that at that young age, I shouldn't have had to talk about grown-up issues yet. I was supposed to be a kid. But life came speeding along at full force, and I just held on for all I was worth. I think back now on those times with a bittersweet memory. Yeah, I was a kid who was drinking with a dying mother. That sucked. But they were the final years I would be able to have any kind of parenting, and I can't fault her or me for what transpired. We were both lost in our own way and clung to each other as her life began to dim. But unfortunately, I developed some very bad habits during that time. A 15-year-old is not supposed to be drinking alcohol, certainly not for the purpose of escape like we were doing. But 
it was the early 1970s and life was very different for us back then. And life was slipping away from my mother and the future loomed before me, a frightening, terrible unknown. And I was scared, more scared than I had ever been in my life, more scared than I ever was scared again. But, ah, the 1970s, leisure suits, puka shells, platform shoes, disco dancing. That's enough to want to block out the decade unto itself. But it wasn't all bad. It really wasn't. I led an easy life. I didn't have to do anything to take care of myself, and until the very end, I had a lot of assistance with my mother. But the real downside was not being forced to learn anything that one is supposed to know by the time you're on your own. I had to develop my life skills myself. And never really having had a job, once my mother did pass on, I latched on to being engaged and hoped that I could continue to more or less avoid life. But that didn't work out. And neither did any of my relationships for many, many years. I passed from one to the next, always searching for that elusive security, someone to take care of my still childlike soul. But the unfortunate killer in all my attempts was that pesky alcohol that I still had as my best friend. It would never leave me. It would never die. It gave me security. And in the quiet of the night, I drank. I cried. I remembered. Sad years. Sad in the respect of how I wasted my youth how I missed so many opportunities because of my inability to be at a maturity level that a now 20-something-year-old should have. I couldn't manage to acquire it. Well, actually, let me qualify that. I did learn a work ethic. It was a survival need, really. If I didn't go to work, I didn't get paid. And I learned how to manage money fairly quickly. But the things I would do as I drank, as I escaped, haunted me for many years. I'll be right back to my story right after this important announcement. Please don't skip by this. It's just two minutes, but it's important. So, I learned something new today, although I could definitely have lived without having to know about this problem. I need to mention this in today's episode because it's important, so please bear with me for just a few moments. First off, my apologies to the guys that have recently come aboard as listeners who asked about my back catalog because I gave you the wrong information. For reasons that aren't 
yet fully known to me. My podcast is fed to my feed with limitations of only 150 episodes at a time. So as I currently have 160 available episodes, every time I post a new episode, the oldest episode listed at the bottom of the list of episodes will disappear. It is frustrating because it's removed some of my favorite episodes. This limitation of 150 episodes is how it is sent to Apple Podcasts, and thus the same with Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and all the Android applications. I think the only way to fix this issue is to finally go on to one of the main podcast webpage host sites. I have known I would have to migrate to one of these eventually, but I thought I had a few years yet. So because of this need, I'm going to go looking into the costs involved. I can't afford much at this time, so fingers crossed. It may result in some of my past episodes going on to some sort of archive. I want to make sure that those current 10 episodes, as well as all future episodes, don't get lost, but rather are available to you somewhere, somehow. But whatever may happen, the most recent 150 episodes will always remain free on all the platforms. So I will keep you updated as I get info of what's going to happen with the hosting and where my podcast is going to be, I guess, homed. (laughs) So thank you. So now back to my story. The thing is, we all do embarrassing things in our lifetime. Things that we regret doing. Words that we regret saying. I was a spoiled child, and when I was drinking, I would be pretty obnoxious. Yes, I know through therapy that I was limited, stunted in my growth as an adult because of what happened to me as a child. Boo-hoo. Poor me. Oh, yeah, feel bad for me. No, no, don't feel bad for me. Seriously, for many years now, I've been so over-feeling sorry for myself. I've laughed as I've learned to deal with life's lessons. Should a 14-year-old have known to not drink with his mother and say, Hey, Mom, Please teach me how to iron clothes. No, of course not. That's not what a 14-year-old kid does. But once I was 20 years old or so, I was an adult, at least in physical form, and I have to take responsibility for my actions from that point on. Maybe I didn't have the tools I needed growing up, but I could certainly acquire them as a young man. And I did. It took a long time. It took a long 
I think back on that period as the biggest growth period of my life, at least when it comes to the simple maintenance of life. I learned to cook quite well, thank you, and work and iron and clean house, including cleaning the toilet, which I guess you're supposed to do. And I educated myself in all the things that we do in daily life. I still made mistakes, more personal than anything at that point. Relationships were really bad for me, and I was a nightmare to deal with. The maturity for relationships, both intimate and friendship, took many years. It is still a road I travel on learning as I go. But we all do that. Life is one big, long, uncertain journey. And you know circumstances can change in a split second. Laughter has gotten me through a lot. When I was younger, whenever something might come up, like someone asking me if I was seeing my mother on Mother's Day, I would mention that my parents were dead. And, of course, the person's demeanor changed immediately, and they would say some form of, Oh, I'm so sorry. So I would look at them and gasp, why, did you kill them? And the stunned person's eyes would widen for a moment, and then we would laugh. It broke the uncomfortable feeling, and we moved on. But as the years passed, I worked on all aspects of my life, I was determined that not only was I going to pull myself out of the darkness that I had created, but I wanted to emerge as a person that was respected and was a positive influence on others. I wanted to be remembered in life as a kind person, a great friend, a truly great inspiration. So I stayed in therapy, I reduced my drinking more and more, I worked on being a kinder, gentler soul. I looked at what were previous hardships in my life as a way to be more empathetic with people whom I dealt with and associated. And now, I am proud to say from where I am in my life, many people who didn't know me back then, simply do not believe I was that messed up, manipulative person. I think they think I'm exaggerating when I tell some of my history, and I don't often tell those tales of my past. I only do so when I'm trying to reach out to be more empathetic with someone. Because, you see, we all make mistakes. Because that is this wonderful road called life. So maybe sometimes, my friends, when you are down and lonely, you think back to things that you've done that were negative experiences. It is not unusual during times of stress 
or depression to run a little movie in your mind of all the embarrassing, hurtful, harmful, abusive, unkind things you might have done at some point in your life. And we've all done things that when we look back on them, we cringe. Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. And we feel even more ashamed. When we are down in a darker period, we reflect on things that bring us down even more. We torment ourselves. We feel we are not worthy and are incapable of love. Why, do we think in our mind, would anyone want to love me? And you know why? You do deserve to be loved. Because you are capable of feeling remorse for your actions. That's why. No one's life goes smoothly. Whoever you imagine has a better life than you do, trust me, they have their own demons they're fighting. They're just able to cover it up better, project uh, happiness, even though they aren't really that way. Every one of us has things in our past that we regret. But maybe regret isn't exactly how we should look at it. For you see, without mistakes, without missteps, you wouldn't be who you are right now. That was a huge lesson for me, and it reaches into my own spirituality. Progress in anything can only be made when mistakes have happened and you've learned to correct them. The lessons you learned from each one of those embarrassments allowed you to become who you are now and also gave you insight as to the human nature of us all. Perhaps now you are more open-minded, slightly less judgmental because you know where a person is coming from because of your own experiences. I ask myself a very important question when I look back on my life's errors. I ask, if I could do that experience over, would I choose to do it the same way? And if the answer is no, then let it go. Because it wasn't a mistake. It was a learning experience of life. I can't look back on my past anymore and feel embarrassed that I did not have the maturity at that time to do things right. I did the best I could with the tools that I had at hand. And, thankfully... I have more tools now. I've worked to develop them, and I know I would not choose the same path. So how can I fault myself for what I previously did? That was how I grew up, 
And without every single one of those experiences, both good ones and bad ones, I would not be exactly who I am now. And I am damn proud, damn proud of who I have become. Search your own mind and try to look at your life as a learning, growing process. You are exactly who you are because you did exactly what you did. Sure, we can all still grow and improve, and that is the way it should be. We learn and change as we go along, and I, for one, wouldn't have it any other way. I know this was a serious episode, very cathartic for me. I just wanted to speak about the way that I look at life now because I, I, I don't dwell on those awful things. Not as much anyway. It's probably going to be a lifelong learning process. And if you, maybe you're single, maybe you live alone, maybe you're lonely, if you get depressed and you drink and you look back on the things you've done on your life, relationships, family, whatever it may be, don't regret the things that you've done or said because that developed into who you are now. And if you ask that question of would I do the same thing the same way again, if the answer is no, my friends, you just have to let it go. You just have to move on and know that the tools you have now are things that can help you and you will develop them more and more. And then, unfortunately, by the time that we've got all our shit together, we'll die. (laughs) Oh, that's life. That's great. Please be sure to check out the new video on an Older Gay Guy Show YouTube channel. It's Friday. Here's your podcast. And there's a video tonight as well. I hope you'll like it. Meanwhile, I'll be back next Friday with another episode of the podcast. Until then, bundle up from the cold, unless you're Australian, where I guess you're headed to the beach for sun and fun. Take care, my friends. Until then, bye for now.